You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Mets reporter, Anthony DeComo. And, Anthony, we got to start with Ruben Tejada because I think this came as a bit of a surprise. Not that the team waved Tejada in general, but, but maybe more so the timing. So they waved him on Monday, and then he was released today, Wednesday, after clearing waivers. So it's a move that will obviously save the Mets a little bit of money. But were you surprised by the timing simply because as Drupal Cabrera right now is injured? Yeah, you're, you know, your gut when you see that, when you see his Drupal Cabrera go down, is that, well, Tejada's safe now. At least that was my first thought because I had really thought going into the spring that Ruben Tejada was not safe at all. I thought the Mets were going to want to find a way to get at least Eric Campbell on the roster, a guy who's versatile, who can play the corner infield, uh, a guy the front office likes a lot. And there weren't a lot of ways to do it without cutting essentially or trading Ruben Tejada. So I didn't think he was safe coming into spring training, but you're right. We get into this thing as Dribble Cabrera gets hurt. You're like, okay, well, the Mets need you know somebody on the roster besides Wilmer Flores who can play shortstop, and Ruben Tejada is that guy. Uh, it's a curious move. I get it. It saves them a little bit of cash. Uh, maybe they can use that cash later this summer, even if they don't. Uh, this team really did go above and beyond this offseason what their budget was supposed to be in signing UNSS for this so late in the offseason. So I don't think you can fault them for wanting to save a couple million dollars. I just think it's maybe a little bit of a curious way to do it. He was, um, well, certainly not a world beater offensively or defensively. He was the best defensive shortstop on the roster. Um, So you have a little bit of a hole there now. Uh, Certainly the Mets are are probably going to fill that with Matt Reynolds. Um, But Matt Reynolds didn't hit much at AAA last year, all things considered. Um, not the best defensive shortstop himself. So you leave yourself a little bit exposed there. Will it matter? As long as Wilmer Flores is healthy and playing well, as long as his dribble Cabrera gets healthy uh, and plays well himself, no, it probably won't matter all that much. But you just you leave yourself a little thin in an area where admittedly the Mets are deep. So it was a curious move, uh, an interesting move, and um, it'll be interesting to see also where Ruben Tejada winds up because any team could have claimed him. For that $3 million, no team did, uh, but I, I'm sure he will sign quickly now that it, it's going to cost less than that for another team to pick him up. Yeah, I think that was that that made sense, that nobody wanted to spend that kind of money on him, but but he will find a home as a guy that can play shortstop. There's there's a lot of there's not a lot of guys that, that can do that at the proven level that he has. I'm sure he'll eventually find a home or a spot at least trying to make a team. You mentioned Matt Reynolds. Uh, how has he looked as far as the spring goes? Because obviously, as you said, op- come opening day, he could be in a spot where he gets thrown into lineup at some point early on in the season. Is he ready for that? I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I mean, he's looked pretty good. He looked pretty good uh, last spring and then wound up having a really disappointing season at Las Vegas, which is a, a hitter's paradise. And everyone kind of expected Matt Reynolds to go in there last year uh, and sort of just rake uh, because he, he didn't seem like he had all that much left to prove in the minors. Well, it turns out he did because he didn't hit nearly as well as people wanted him to. And I think his his prospect star lost a little bit of its luster because of that. Uh, the Mets went as far as to tell him to go get an outfielder's glove this spring and try out there because they're looking at different places where he could potentially fit in um, because the original plan wasn't necessarily working with Matt Reynolds. Now, Battled a little bit of injury early this spring, has looked fine since he's come back. Um, so it's going to be interesting because this is a guy, this is a guy who was thought of very highly 
by the Mets as recently as a year ago. And again, as I mentioned, uh, the star kind of faded a little bit, but he's still young. Uh, he has still hit pretty much everywhere he's gone with the exception of last year in the minors. So uh, it's going to be tough for him not getting regular at-bats in the big leagues, but he does have plenty of at-bats over the years now in the minors. So uh, when he gets in there, the Mets will expect him to produce. They do think he's big league ready. I don't think they would have made this move uh, regarding Ruben Tejada if they didn't believe Reynolds could handle the job. Right. Anthony, Zach Wheeler threw off a mound for the first time on Tuesday, first time since his Tommy John surgery. Uh, How is he feeling? Uh, Because it seems like so far, as far as rehab goes and Tommy John, he's kind of been right on track with no setbacks, right? Yeah, pretty much. And and that's uh, why the Mets have sort of learned over the years with all these Tommy John surgeries that they've had. Uh, taking it slow is kind of the key. Uh, they could have rushed Matt Harvey back, for example. Uh, famously did not, and he came out with guns blazing last spring and was great all summer. So the Mets are sort of following that blueprint with Zach Wheeler. Uh, you know, Zach originally wanted to come back maybe in June this year if he could. The Mets pretty quickly put the kibosh on that and said, no, 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 July 1st is what we're looking at. And the whole idea is that when these guys come back, whether it's Matt Harvey or Zach Wheeler or anyone else who has undergone the surgery, uh, there's not going to be any setbacks along the way. Maybe it takes them a little while to find their footing back at the major league level. Maybe the command isn't what you'd want it to be when they first come back, but they'll come and they'll start every five days and you don't have to worry about it. That's sort of what the Mets are aiming for with Zach Wheeler, and he has uh, sort of progressed right as as the Mets have hoped. Everything's been on schedule, and as long as it continues that way, I think we're going to see him on or right around July 1st. One benefit of, of a guy coming back in July as opposed to Matt Harvey coming back early is you don't have to worry about that innings limit creeping up on you exactly. at the end of the season. So that would be clutch for Wheeler as well. Speaking of the starters, uh, the Mets have not announced an opening day starter yet. Um, obviously, this is a team where it's not a clear-cut thing. I mean, Matt Harvey... You'd think ace, but DeGrom ace, Syndergaard becoming ace. I mean, they have so many great arms. Uh, what What's your thought that what they will decide? Do you expect it to be Harvey when all is said and done? Well, look, I'm a numbers guy. I think, you know, the guys that produce or what deserve it are who deserve it. And um, Jacob DeGrom put up the best numbers last year. Now, that being said, he's had a couple little injuries this, this spring, nothing major, but they've set him back just a little bit. And the elephant in the room is the fact that Jacob DeGrom's wife is due with the couple's first child right around opening day. So looking at the way the Mets have lined their rotation up this spring and knowing also what we all know about Matt Harvey and how he's going to want that ball, uh, it sure seems like it's going to line up that way with Matt Harvey pitching the opening night. And I think the Mets uh, may very well wind up skipping Jacob DeGrom altogether in that opening series in Kansas City because of his personal situation with his wife being due. So uh, we'll get the answers here really soon. I expect the Mets to announce the rotation as soon as this weekend. Um, but I think when all is said and done, you're, you are very well going to be looking at uh, Matt Harvey, Noah Syndergaard, and Jacob DeGrom in that order. At the very least, I think Matt Harvey is going to be pitching opening night. And uh, that should be a sight because he's going to be fired up, as we all know. That is going to be fascinating, not just Harvey on opening night, but I was thinking all off season that because it's only a two-game series with the Royals, Syndergaard wouldn't pitch against the Royals after all that went down in the World Series with him knocking down, you know, knocking down a guy to start the game. To have Syndergaard pitch against the Royals, that is going to be an extra level of drama and electricity on night two as well. 
Yeah, exactly. I don't think the Royals took all that kindly to some of the comments Syndergaard made after he knocked down Alcides Escobar, uh, saying essentially challenging the entire team to a fight. If anyone has a problem with me, he said, you can meet me at 60 feet, six inches away. Uh, it is an American League park, so he's not going to have to bat himself. But uh, history is not easily forgotten in, these, in the, this game. Excuse me, and I'm sure the Royals will be out there looking for revenge for that, not that they didn't get it with the World Series victory. That's um, going to be an interesting time for the Mets having to stand there, not once, but twice as the Royals, uh, A, raise their banner the opening night and then get their rings uh, the second game of the season. Yeah, all eyes in baseball will be on Kansas City for that series. One more thing I wanted to touch on with you, Anthony, is David Wright uh, get his first spring action on Monday, minor league scrimmage. Uh, I guess the next step is Grapefruit League debut on Friday. Uh, how is he feeling? Obviously, he's always tending to to the back and the issue there, but does he feel good about how his spring is going? Because I know he's kind of on a different schedule and different plan than really any other players. Yeah, and he seems to be the only one who's not worried about it um, because I think people around the Mets were taken aback a little bit. Certainly, I was taken aback a little bit when we got to spring training and David Wright was behind schedule uh, because the expectation was that, yes, he would have his – some extra rest this offseason. Yes, he would have to do a lot of physical therapy and all the other things that he does now on a daily basis to keep his back in game condition. Um, but I didn't expect it to be mid-March and us sitting here and, and David Wright not having played in the game yet. Now, he assures on a near daily basis around here that this was the plan going in, that he's fine, that he'll be ready to go, uh, not only ready to go on opening night, but ready to play third base, which I think is a far greater concern for the Mets and his ability to stand in there and hit a baseball. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see once he gets out there in spring games, uh, and not just playing one, but playing two, three, four of them, playing back-to-back days, playing back-to-back-to-back days, playing the fields, logging seven innings out there, nine innings, all these little mini little milestones that he has to pass to show the Mets that he's ready to go. Uh, there's not a lot of time left in spring training for a setback. Uh, the Mets drew up this plan. It's a pretty strict plan. He's right on schedule, um, if you believe what he and the Mets are saying. So as long as that continues to be the case, I think it'll just turn out just fine. Um, But we'll find out a lot more once we actually see him out there on the field over the next two, two and a half weeks. Yeah, and they certainly need him at third, considering it looks like Wilmer Flores will probably be at short on opening day with Astrubal Cabrera making his way back. So definitely an interesting thing to keep an eye on. All right, this has been the Mets edition of MLB.com Extras. Anthony DeComo, thanks for your time. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.